there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? I am very good, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you going to be keeping busy now, Josh? You're a jobless man. I am a jobless man once once more. Other than this, obviously. Other than... I mean, you could argue this is the job. This is, this is the job. And whatever else you got up to during the week was your bit on the side. Yes. That was the hobby. That's this the is si- the job. That's the side hustle. This is the job. Yeah. But no, you got you got a few weeks of total freedom. Total freedom, yeah. Does that mean In 14 days of theme parks? And if not, why not? Uh, a man can dream. Uh, but um, unfortunately not, no. I will be going to a theme park. Drayton Manor is booked, ready to go. Um, looking forward to that. First time theme park. First time theme park. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. What are your expectations? I know nothing about it. Uh, so it's more of a family theme park. So not big rides like your thought parks, Shorts and Towers. Right. In the UK at least. But uh, there are some decent roller coasters there. Some some firsts in the UK. Such as? Um, there's the first... I can't even remember now. Oh, no. It's been a while since I looked it up. Fine. Um, it's been booked for a couple of months. So. Right. But, okay, so it's more of a family theme park, but it, is it the type, clearly not the type of place that you uh, feel weird going to without any children? Oh, no. It's no, not no, a Legoland no. or Chessington kind of thing? No. Right. Um, not at all. But, I, yeah, so luckily, I guess, I don't know, even if if that was the case... Uh, I'm going with uh, my brother, his wife, and their child. Oh, you're not going with mum and dad? My mum and dad are going as well. Oh, okay. Like a- Do you not feel like this? What if you really enjoy it? And is this the last show of the dice of them persuading you to go to Disney World next year? Uh, I, I've actually informed them that I will not be going. That's final. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. No, No going back. No going back. Well, I guess I could go back. Wow, you could pull a massive UK government on them. Yeah. Like, actually, I've had a reason. British Imperial System. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So does that mean we're going to change all like the height restrictions on the rides? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. 1.2 furlongs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My biggest issue with that system... Oh, no. Right? Is my mum grew up on that system, right? Yeah. And she can't tell me how many yards are in a mile. The equipment, like... Yards equivalent to a meter, mile equivalent to a kilometer. In like, aren't you roughly? Aren't you relieved that we brexited so we can change our <sighs> measurement system back to what it was? It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous nonsense. BBC system. News is going to be in black and white from next week, Just, and they're going to announce the news like this. <laughs> I, could, I could get behind that. <laughs> uh, do we go back? And now the weather cloud coming in from the west. Do we go back to the t- like TV stopping at nine o'clock? Yeah, let's hope just, so. Just being a test card for 10 hours yeah. a night. Well, do you think that kind of news broadcasting would fly in the era of 24-hour news? Like, would you not get really fed up with it after a couple of hours? Or I, not even that? Personally, I would be well up for it because I'd like to see the slow... Uh, demise of all of the news reporters right. as they just their slow descent into madness. Yeah, as they oh, have to boy. put that on that uh, that accent. And yeah, certainly we like such. We've moved so, like to as much of like a local accents as possible. Yeah, relatively speaking, mm. to then move back hardcore to. Yeah, I don't know what would happen to us. I mean, podcasts will they be allowed, or will we have to become a radio station? Uh, we have to buy a, a pirate ship. Uh, Park Rush FM. We have to go on a pirate ship yeah. uh, and be in international waters. 
I guess so, yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. Indeed. That could be fun. Although, you know, you go in an unauthorised boat in UK waters, you get, <laughs> you get pretty Patel on you. Uh-oh. Yeah. End up in the Ascension Islands. Yeah. Oh, boy. Maybe let's not try it. Let's yeah, not try it. Probably, yeah. Good shout. Anyway, it's been uh, you know a bit of a slow news week. I yeah, would suggest. Chill. But, you know, we're cracking on. We're getting on with things. We're we're doing our best. We we got, of course, we're going to have Drayton Manor trip report to look forward to next week. Hell yeah! I, I did actually recall. I was snooping around Disney Plus the other night, and I did uh, come across the rest of the. Um, What's that show called? The uh, Behind the Attraction. Behind the Attraction. Oh, is the rest of that the up The rest now? of that is up and probably has been up for a while, but it's kind of passed me by. Yeah. So I should probably watch that. Anyway, let's move on to the news. And uh, Josh, I don't know, but it seems to me like Star Wars Rise of the Resistance has been such a popular ride since it opened. You could probably watch half a Behind the Attraction series in the time that it might have taken you to actually get on board the damn thing. Oh. But maybe things are changing, Josh. Maybe. They're getting rid of the virtual queue system on Rise of the Resistance. The whole boarding pass malarkey seems like it's going. Yeah. But there has been some suggestion that this is solely because the Disney World app is only capable of supporting one boarding pass attraction at once because now, of course, Remy's... Ratatouille Adventure is opening. It seems odd, odd timing to scrap boarding pass on Star Wars just as that opens with boarding pass. Why can't they both have boarding pass? I don't know. But regardless, is this a positive development to to you that boarding pass is gone? That this is just solely going to be a standby line, and I, and I assume once all this comes online, a lightning lane as well, right? Yeah, that's just. If that is the case, that they can only support one, I'm I'm speculating. Yeah, but is the Remy one is? Oh, I guess the Remy one is the same, right? It is this lottery system, right? I believe so. Yeah, I hate that system. Yeah, I mean, I've not had any experience of it, obviously, because I've not been to the parks for quite a while, and uh, so. I've never had to experience the potential frustration for myself. But yeah, it is definitely the case that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, when that opens at Epcot on October the 1st, I think it has soft open. I've seen people enjoying it. But uh, when that opens properly on the 1st of October, it's just a couple of weeks away, which is terrifying, to be quite frank. I had a, I had a scary moment. I was watching that uh, some of the trailers from that PlayStation event the other day, and it, I think it might have been the first time that I saw the year 2023. <laughs> on a piece of media God, yeah. that wasn't like a cyberpunk game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a time where 2023 would have been like the subtitle of a sci-fi film. Now it's a release at the end of a trailer. Yeah. Why are you release? Why are you announcing games that are still like <laughs> nine years away? Oh, right. no, wait. Oh God. Oh, oh, that's, that's actually less than 18 months. Talking oh. about 2023, I, they've yeah. already started work on the Ebbs fleet. This is hyper local news. Oh boy. But they've already started work on the Ebbsfleet Junction, which I assume is for uh, the London Resort. Ah, yes, actually. I went to Ebbsfleet International Station for the first time. People that don't know hyperlocal news, it's a, it's a high-speed railway station local to us. Yeah, we were we'll, both there on the same day. We'll be local to the London Resort Thing Park and is the fastest way from here via public transport to get into London 
You can also get the Eurostar there and go all the way to Paris. Yeah, and Parisians will be able to go to the London Resort. Yeah, we can we can we can swap. You know, yeah. we'll go that way to Disneyland. They'll come this way to the London Resort. Perfect. And we can, you know, impart our own culture onto one another. Yes. So London Resort will become a very classy establishment. Yeah. And Disneyland Paris will just be an absolute <laughs> mess. The Brits have run riot in Disneyland. Mickey's just dead on the street, blood everywhere. Jesus. He's got in a fight. He's been glassed. He's been glassed <laughs> outside Planet Hollywood. Wow. Took a turn. Yeah, it did. But, uh, yeah, how did we get onto this? Oh, yeah, your Ipswich Junction is being worked on. Yeah. Uh, so this is some roadworks to kind of enable, uh, I guess, more traffic. More traffic and uh, a it's an interesting uh, style of junction where it has... A roundabout, but there's a road going through the middle of the roundabout to allow express traffic to and from the theme park. Right. And that does seem like the work that they're doing. I could be mistaken. I haven't checked uh, Highways England uh, documentation recently. Well, uh, that's poor form from you, Josh. But uh, when You haven't got a job anymore. What, uh, what else true. are you spending your time on? <laughs> but when uh, I was at Epsilon uh, International the same day as you, yeah, uh, and I was driving around. And I was like, "Oh, this is." Uh, yes, yeah. My mum uh, went to take the turning that she would always normally take to drop us off, and I realised it was gone. Yes, <laughs> I just had to go all the way back around the roundabout and go a different way. Yeah, uh, so that was quite strange. It's a bit of a mess up there, obviously. Oh there? yeah, and roadworks up the wazoo, as you say. Anyway, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, so standby only. I mean, this will suit us, I think. You know, I, I think there was a degree of anxiety, you know, whenever yep. I brought it up with the fan. And I was like, so obviously we haven't done Star Wars is all new stuff. And, you know, every time I kind of mentioned to them the rigmarole you had to go through to get <laughs> even have a chance to get on the ride. Yeah. There was a bit of like, sorry, what? So do we all need the... Like, how does this... Just confusion about. I'm sure it's the type of thing where once you're actually there and you're doing it, it maybe becomes a bit clearer, but it... Yeah. Only all... one person needs the app. Right, okay. But the whole party needs to be... Yeah. Hooked up. But now we can just do do as we have always done. Yeah. You get to the park, you make a beeline for what you know is the busiest ride. Simple. Yeah, Job done. done. There you yeah. go. Then you, you might get lucky and queue barely at all, or you might queue three hours. Either way, you know where you stand. Yeah. I you reckon know? this queue is going to be longer than three hours. You reckon? Yeah. I mean, I've been sort of every so often dipping into the app just to look at wait times and make myself sad. Yeah. And I've actually been quite surprised by how at times modest they have been at all the Disney parks and the Universal Parks. So I do wonder if, I don't know, I mean, the co the COVID cases in Florida at the moment are horrendous. It's uh, it's 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 possible that, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe there aren't many people left in Florida to go to the theme parks. Well, Tom, you say that you mentioned that. Um, I haven't read this article yet, but Robert Niles at Theme Park Insider has written a whole piece about the short wait times at Disney. All right, so it is actually a thing that has been noticed by people who pay more attention than myself. Yes. Short wait times, um, right. So I'll link that in the show notes for people to read. Um, again, I haven't read it yet, but... Yeah. I mean, you'd have to imagine that, you know, if you are, if you, are uh, you know, Disney World, Universal, the Florida parks at the moment, obviously you're barely getting any tourism. Any tourism you're getting is from within America. And I'd yeah. imagine that, like, there's probably more travel going on that, than is maybe sensible, but there's probably not nearly as much as would be going on in normal times, even no. domestically. And obviously internationally, there's pretty much none. 
nobody's allowed to go into America at the moment uh, from most of the world, certainly not for leisure. And I just wonder if, you know, the people that have been propping the parks up all this time during COVID, which are locals and, high, you know, super fans with their annual passes and stuff. I mean, there will come a point where surely even the biggest of fans will be like, I don't feel it today. Uh, yeah. You know, and maybe that, maybe that's, maybe this is partly a consequence of that. You know, the shorter wait times is simply the fact that the crowds at these parks for the past year and a half have been the same crowd it's still, again and again it's and still got to be expensive right even if you go yeah you know if you got an annual pass at the moment you don't necessarily have to pay for parking mm. but you have to pay for your, your fuel and yeah. then you'll have to pay for food while you're there which is not cheap mm. so uh you know it's still not a cheap day even if you have an annual pass yeah and you know as i said the covid situation in florida is a bit grim and i'd imagine that is scaring people off as well yeah the weather hasn't been great mm. so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether they recover to something approaching normal levels in the next few weeks and months. I'm very curious to see what Halloween and Christmas crowds are like at these parks, because again, they'll just be relying on locals. Uh, it, yeah, yeah it's Halloween's starting say. now, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I guess Florida's a place that wouldn't necessarily have experienced the same degree of, you know, traditional winter pressures in terms of public health as a lot of places would, because... Uh, you know, their winter is still a damn sight warmer than a lot of places. Yeah. Summer. So it's, it, it, it's, it's different there than it is, you know, here or even in the other parts of the US. You know, There's New a York reason is... why all of the old people retire there. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think you should necessarily expect like a winter spike in COVID in Florida. I just think that based on the fact that there seem to be next to no measures to uh, restrict it in any way uh, and vaccine uptake isn't amazing it seems to me like covid will just stay high even if it doesn't get any higher it's too high right now yeah and it's just going to stay there for until everyone's dead <laughs> and uh yeah, you know if we're allowed in by april and uh you know half of florida has died short queues i guess short queues, yeah price is low you know they'll be desperate for some money yes that's how disney works not necessarily Disney, just the wider Florida economy. Oh, okay. yeah, you yeah. know, like Publix might knock a yeah. few bucks off your fresh baguette. Yeah, the, the, the shop that sells pizza. the oranges will sell cheaper oranges. I mean. I, you know, you can but dream. Yeah. So any, any virtual queue business at Drayton Manor, do you know? Uh, as far as I'm aware, there's... Lightning lanes? I haven't seen anything. Again, I haven't, I haven't done the booking. I haven't done the... Uh, I've left it to other people. It's it's been uh, feel feeling good for me, you know, not having to worry about that stuff. Mm. Um, we are staying in a, in the hotel the night before though. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Have you ever stayed at a UK theme park hotel? I have. I have stayed at the Alton Towers Hotel. Is that good? Um, Do they only have one. They have two now. Oh. Uh, so they have the main hotel, which is kind of like old mansion theme. Right. Uh, it's kind of cool. Had used to have like this. I remember it always had a like a airship kind of like vibe about it. So had like do you know um pirate ship looking uh airships. Uh vaguely. So not like a Zeppelin like we know from right. Indiana Jones, but like a like a kind of steampunky sort of Oh, okay. Like a yeah. Like a ship suspended from an Yeah. Okay, a Zeppelin. Um, okay. Kind of had that vibe about it. Um they now have, I believe, themed rooms. Because like they've got like um, hmm. they've got Gangster Granny there now, and 
uh, yeah. the CBB's land or whatever. And then they've got the other hotel is called Splash Landings, and it's like a water park hotel. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's got like a big American hotel style water park inside in the hotel for is the swimming pool. Indoor. No, it's outdoors. Oh, it's outdoors. Oh, yeah. neat. Oh, okay. I mean, and this has also been your first UK theme park since uh, COVID was over, Josh. COVID is over here. COVID's over. No masks. No masks. No social distancing. Yeah. It's a free for all. Yeah. Looking is, forward are to Are you it. nervous at all? Are you, uh, do they have any indoor things that you'll be able to do without? I don't believe there's anything major indoors. Um, so I can't, I can't say for certain. It's been, again, it's been a while since I looked. Um, but tell you what everyone lack of research that's been going on here is just we're approaching we're, unacceptable levels the thing is i did the research but i did it like three months ago <laughs> so <laughs> i feel like i've been teasing drayton manor for three months oh uh, alas oh well but uh you know we're all double vaxxed i believe my brother and his wife are double vaxxed it's only the the little one that isn't and he's like blimmin' anti-vaxxer bloody yeah what's wrong with him yeah anyway uh, moving on <laughs> Do you think there will be a virtual queue, Josh, when they reopen Finding Nemo the Musical? Just keep queuing, just, just keep, keep queuing. queuing. Just keep... Uh, was, there, was there like a fast pass for this? I don't think so. It doesn't... Like a better, maybe, better I don't know. Seating. It wouldn't make much sense to me to have a fast pass for a show that takes place at set times. You just have to make sure you turn up in decent time so that yeah, the, the only... auditorium's not full by the time you're... The only to benefit to a fast pass would be like you get pick of the seating right right yeah i guess so but i guess that wouldn't really work yeah. um no i don't no i don't think so oh, okay uh finding the name of the musical having been closed uh, since animal kingdom reopened i believe but will be returning that disney have now announced next year or but in a reimagined form so i i've seen this show i i saw it last time i was in florida and it's okay like it's a pretty abridged retelling of the story of the film with puppeteering and and some pretty cool costumes and uh, and of course it's a musical so there are uh, original songs written for this because obviously Finding Nemo the yeah. movie is not a musical. I didn't realise that it was done by the people that did Avenue Q and the Book of Mormon and obviously now Frozen. What the like Broadway shows? Yeah, I did not know that either. Yeah. It's it's like it's pretty good. Like the 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 set work and like the production values especially I think with the highlight. I mean the songs. I couldn't name you one or hum you one right now, which I think kind of says everything about that. Yeah. But it's very earnest and um, uh, uplifting. But for me, yeah, it was the costumes and the production design and the puppeteering that really stood out. And uh, I'll be interested to see what reimagined means. I mean, it's hard not to be cynical just because I can't really think of a recent example of a of an existing attraction that has undergone work to like significantly improve it or advance it it feels to me like if they want to do that they knock something down and build something new yeah if something is being reimagined in a way it's probably to uh there have been cost there have been rumors of late that this would get knocked down to make way for a new land oh okay um but obviously if they're re-adding the show then maybe not yeah. Um, what do you think reimagined Finding Nemo the musical looks like in the in the Chapek era? Well, I guess it's not the Chapek era really for the Disney parks anymore. It's the it's the overall Chapek era of Disney, but this is now the Josh Damaro era. Josh Damaro era. Um, 
I just made you watch Finding Nemo. But it's not even the full film. It's also an abridged version oh, of the movie. So you oh, just watch God. 15, you watch a 15-minute cut of the film on a big screen and then you leave. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's just the, the, the Stingray song at the beginning Yeah, when he's on the back of the, the ray. So yeah. that bit, cut to Nemo getting dragged away. Going, yeah. ah! you get, to, you cut get, to Just Keep Swimming. Cut to Mine from a seagull. I think you need a bit of Bruce the Shark. Cut to Bruce the Shark. Uh, fish are friends, not food. Yeah. Cut to Nemo reunited with his dad. There you go. 30 seconds, done. Sure. Loop it. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I mean, that would be... project it onto the side of uh, the tree of life. Because that's, yeah. that's what we do these days. Yeah. Or it's like, it just, maybe it will just be in the bug's life theatre, you know, in the tree of life. Yeah. And you just go in and you either get tough to be a bug or tough to be a fish. Yeah. That's oh. it. They just rotate. Yeah. That's oh. where all Animal Kingdom shows go to die. This is this this is going to be, I don't know, controversial or out there or whatever you want. But get rid of the Finding Nemo show, put a big screen in there, and just show Animal Kingdom-related films on loop and just be when, in their conditioning room. When you say Animal Kingdom-related films, what, what do you mean by that? Like uh, documentaries? No, like... like wildlife shows. Finding, yeah, what not wildlife shows, but wildlife films. So like, you're Finding Nemo, you're Lion King, oh, your Bugs Life. Oh, films that have... That are represented at Animal Kingdom? Yes. Oh, okay. Dinosaur. Avatar. Abadar, yeah. Abadar, yeah. Avatar 2, <laughs> premiering at Animal Kingdom yeah. in the old Finding Nemo building. A- Avatar what 2. What it deserves. Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, and 10. Avatar the musical. Are all premiering at no, the Dino Land Theatre. That's just Pocahontas. But randomly placed in between The Lion King and Finding Nemo. You just have to hope you turn up at the right time. I like it. Um, and it's just like a big room for, with air conditioning that you can just go and relax for a bit. Uh, sure, sure. I mean, if the popcorn's good, I'm game. Anyway, this is what Disney have had to say, which is not very much. The popcorn does cost 20 bucks, though. Although our Disney live entertainment team is still in the early stages of development for the show, the musical retelling of this underwater tale of family, friendship and kindness, not a lot of that going around in uh, the US of A these days, will feature new story material as well as fan favourite songs, such as In the Big Blue World and Go With The Flow. Neither of which I can remember. So it seems like they might be cutting down on the number of songs, but adding new story material is what that's suggesting to me. Like they're keeping the big numbers from the show, but maybe right. getting rid of some of the lesser liked, hmm. um, but then adding adding a bit more of a story element to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always find these, personally, and I know some people will call me out on this, I find these puppet shows weird they are they are weird yeah you do definitely have to suspend your disbelief because there's no attempt to hide yeah. humans who are controlling the puppets yeah so it's just a very different form of storytelling and if you can't suspend your disbelief uh, and you're not willing to just kind of embrace the inherent madness of it all then yeah you're going to have a weird time it's, with it yeah my, i think my problem is that they at least with this one uh they have like the humans are also part of the show at the same time as yeah, the puppets. They, yeah, yeah, they, and they kind of take advantage of that fact, like the fact that they don't feel the need to hide themselves. Yeah. They use that to their advantage to do some slightly more 
I guess, physical performances. Yes. They kind of bring a physicality to the fish mm. that if they were like trying to hide, they probably wouldn't be able to. So the range of movements of the fish, like they're really like, you know, moving these puppet heads around quite uh, yeah. enthusiastically. I, I almost want them to be in a morph suit so you can't see their faces. Right. And just be acting to a backing recording. Okay. Maybe they could just put up a big fish tank with the various types of fish that are required for the story of Finding Nemo and yeah. just play some voiceover out of a speaker system. Isn't that, uh, will living, that, will isn't that, that solve your suspension of disbelief issue? Isn't that living with the seas? Uh, when do you think we're going to get live-action Finding Nemo film where you get like <laughs> really oh, you mean like like a, hyper-realistic CG fish <laughs> talking like humans? Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I still haven't watched the new Lion King. Really? Yeah, I can't oh. bring myself. I didn't. I really, really dislike the Jungle Book because the the Jungle Book is way better than the Lion King, in my opinion. Okay, well, the live, the, uh, live action, you know. Because I mean, at least with the Jungle Book, you had the kid to kind of ground the story in the yeah, in the CG world a little bit. The animals all looked really weird for me. They do look weird, um, and. I can't bring myself to watch The Lion King. The Lion King is really bizarre. Yeah. It's really, really bizarre. And weird. then they got, and like, they got Beyonce, but then. And, and I think like, also, like, The Jungle Book, I had not seen for a, such a long time that if you told me that they'd taken some liberties with the plot in the new one, I, I would have believed you. I'm not actually sure how um, faithful the remake was to the original Disney animation. It felt to me like maybe it was a bit different, but. It had been so long uh, since I've well, seen it. Whereas Lion King is like, every scene from that film is like seared into my brain yeah. for life. And they literally just retell it scene for scene in the new one, but with like hyper real looking animals that just happen to be able to talk. And it's very strange. Well, they got they got Beyonce who got her own song, but then it's not, it's a pretty, I think most people think it's a pretty average song. Yes, yeah, but then amazing. They, they didn't get it to sing the, the, the theme tune, which seems. Bizarre. What theme? What? The the Lion King. What theme tune? I guess like or the I don't know. There's no like. There's no missing songs. I don't think in the live action. No, live but action. A, a lot of people think that Beyonce was wasted, which um, sounds from what I've heard sounds correct. But I think everyone was wasted. Well, they had a banging cast. Yeah. It also made me feel sad because James Old Jones sounded very old. You know, like I would Paul have been. Geezer. Yeah, he's getting on, obviously. Hey-ho, it is what it is. We'll see what they do with Finding Nemo, the musical, when it reopens in 2022. Someone that's opening a bit sooner than that, Josh. Epcot Space 220, uh, the new restaurant at Epcot. Yep. And uh, we've had it confirmed now that you will not just be getting, like, freezer food that you would actually have up in space. Yeah, you know, shocking. Packaged stuff. You're actually getting proper meals up here just with some spacey names which i think are a little bit underwhelming frankly but you've got some of them in front of you there yes well for a start they they have uh branded the courses differently so instead of starters we have lift offs lift off lift offs where you have big bang burrata have you heard, ever had burrata before uh, i've never heard of burrata uh, from here like i a, thought that said being big bang bruschetta bruschetta i would have been burrata is like a like a italian soft cheese a bit like a i guess the best comparison would be like a mozzarella like a mozzarella okay it's a ball and it's like really soft and you can like cut into it and right it's really nice Did you say mozzarella yeah that's what they call it mozzarella yeah really yeah oh. well that was an italian princess <laughs> uh 
then you got Starry Calamari. I see what they did there. Yeah. Uh, Blue Moon Cauliflower. Okay. Uh, big, big with the Man City fans, that one. Neptuna Tata. Yeah. And then Space Greens. Space Greens. They're your Matt Damon potatoes. Space, space Greens is not a starter. That's a side dish yeah. for me. Well, it depends what the greens are, right? Yeah, but I'm, I don't think... Oh, it... If you're getting a salad out of it, then that's probably a starter. I guess so, yeah. If it's but... just a plate of like broccoli or spinach, then I, yeah, that's a side. I've never heard a dish called greens and considered it a starter. Uh, no, me neither. But, you know, I wouldn't. I don't just order greens. Come on, it's true. Anyway, what else we got? Uh, your main course is now called your star course. Okay, uh, and this de- varies depending on whether it's lunchtime or dinner time. Oh, so for lunch you can have blue house salmon, right? Uh, centauri burger, okay. Flat iron steak. They've <laughs> given up. Yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, they have seared tuna or baked macaroni. Wow. Okay. But Blimey now, I feel this like is taking laziness ma- to new ma- levels. Macaroni, macaroni, sorry. Macaroni, I don't know. Is that a typo? Maybe, I don't know. That's quite disappointing. Yeah. Centauri burger, like Alpha Centauri, I guess that's what that's meant to be. I don't know. And I don't know if Blue House is like a constellation, maybe. I don't know. But uh, or if Blue House is just a type of salmon. I'm not a big n- knower of salmon things. <laughs> And then for dinner... <laughs> I mean, Neptuna is staring you right in the face and they haven't gone for it. Yeah. What, right? what are they playing at? Yeah. Shocking, really. Yeah. For dinner, the star courses are the eight-ounce filet mignon, you know, well-known <laughs> space theme. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tell you, I mean, you know, I don't know what astronauts are complaining about if they get filet mignon up there. Jeez. Slow rotation short rib. I don't know whether okay. that's a description of how it's cooked or if they that's trying to be a really bad, like, orbiting pun. Oh, I see. I don't know. Uh, Florida Red Snapper. Uh, Florida well-known for space. Yes. See, that's where the Cape Canaveral. Yes, that's true. X2 Duck. I think that's X2 a star, maybe. I don't know. Terra Bolognese. <laughs> Roasted free-range chickens. <laughs> Um, terra bolognese is a, is terrible because terra terra ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that is bad. Like I, that's a terra nova thing, I suppose. I but get, yeah, yeah, terra terra bolognese. It, I, I wouldn't order that. No, you know, that's uh, yeah, that's that sounds like a nickname that a server gives the bolognese because it's bad. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh dear. We go on to the dessert, which is called Supernova Sweets. Okay. What have uh, we got here? Uh, lemon mousse. Sticky <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> toffee pudding cake. I mean, there's another good planet there. You could have your lemon Mustafar. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's Mustafar's real, right? That's IP as well. That's right? a real planet. That's IP. Yeah. Come on. Sticky toffee pudding cake. Yeah. Uh, and chocolate cheesecake. Chocolate cheesecake. There you go. As for drinks, uh, these are the atmospheric spirits. All right, these look. They put some effort into yeah. these. So I you can got see. a stargarita. That's all right. That's just a margarita, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> An at- atmospritz. Okay. Which is served with a cotton candy cloud. Oh, nice. Uh, the big tang. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've already got a big bang joke. What's going on? Yeah. 
That's true, actually. We've got two big bangs in here. Yeah. That's too many. Um, so that's served with astronaut ice cream, which is what we were talking about last week. That's your uh, freeze-dried ice cream. Oh, interesting. It comes in okay. it's like cardboard. Planetary punch. Planetary punch. Served over dry ice. Interesting. Uh, and a celestial cosmopolitan. Um, and here are your zero-proof mocktails, which are served in a special Space 220 collect- collectible cup. Type. Okay, nice. Uh, we got the Lightyear Lemonade. Right. That's a space thing. Yeah. Made with butterfly pea tea. Mm. Don't know what that is. Uh, P is uh, P-A, not P-double-E. So it's not butterfly wee. No, I mean, I, I, I hadn't considered that it would be, but well, I guess I just wanted to for clarify. anyone out there who may have done, I'm glad you've clarified. Yeah. Uh, the Milky Way, I mean, they've given up. I mean, they've given up on the puns, really. They're just naming <laughs> space things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's low effort going on here. Yeah. Although this is served with a fun-sized Milky Way. Right. Uh, which I mean, is... This- which yeah. is American Milky Way, not a UK Milky Way. Which I Josh, could I interest you in a sticky toffee Jupiter? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, and then Moon Rocks. Which I mean, is how are they not just selling you a Mars bar for dessert? Well, they got a milk. Well, yeah, but they got a Milky Way with a mocktail, but not a Mars. No, you can't get Mars in America, can't you? Mars is a thing in there in America. Uh, I would have said I didn't know Milky Way. I'm I'm convinced that Mars. Milky Way is a thing, but it's different. Milky Way is in a, I'm pretty sure is a in a brown and green packaging. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of is Mars. Yeah. Yeah, you might be correct. Maybe they don't have Mars. Yeah. Hmm. Let us know out there. If you're out there. Yeah. I don't know, know if they, they, there's Do other, have Mars. There's other things at least we have over here. So you obviously got Mars. We've got uh, a galaxy chocolate. We do. Uh, we've got a um, star bar. Yeah, we are we are far more well equipped for a space themed yeah. restaurant here, I believe. For a country that doesn't send people to space in their own rockets. No. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. We're dreamers. Yeah, we absolutely are. So there you go. Uh, thoroughly underwhelming, to be quite frank. Uh, the names of these dishes and uh, probably wildly overpriced also. Don't know if we have access to any prices here, but um, if we do lunch menu is thirty five to sixty bucks per adult, and the dinner menu is uh, over sixty bucks per adult. Suggesting. So it's a uh, three dollar signs for the lunch menu, or four dollar signs for the dinner menu. Wow, well that seems expensive for what you get. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's quite a cool. It's probably the most interesting restaurant they've come up with to date. Uh, oh, here you go. They've got uh, got some prices here now. Uh, got some flight bites. These are your small small dishes. Astro deviled eggs. <laughs> That's uh, twelve bucks. Chicken on waffles. <laughs> <laughs> That's eight, That's eighteen bucks. New England lobster roll. Thirty four bucks. Wow. And that's a small bite. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Blimey now. Um, the Galactic Lobster Globe. Space Station Supplemental. Yeah. That's eighteen bucks. Brussels sprouts. If you want a side of Brussels sprouts, that'll cost you ten bucks. Roasted fingerling potatoes. Why aren't they calling them Damon's taters? <laughs> I guess they don't they don't own uh They don't own the rights to the Martian. The rights to the Martian. Oh well. Um Space Getty. Oh there we go. So the kids menu, we didn't have a look at this. What no, we here we go. Space Getty Cosmic Chicken. 
Mission Macaroni, Galactic Salmon, Smashed Burgers. <laughs> well, even there, they get they've given up. Uh, the, even the like the sweet, even the you know the the desserts for the kids got the cosmic cupcake, or you can have uh, sorbet. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, low, low effort going on here. The the moon rocks. That's twelve bucks. And the light year lemonade. That's twelve bucks. I can't do this anymore. Let's not give. What this about Stargarita, Tom? No. Stargarita. No. Sixteen bucks. Absolutely not. Red Star. That's a new, that's one they didn't mention before. That's I don't want. I don't want anything bucks. else. To, I don't want any more to do with this. This is this is poor. Um, the wines are just wines. There you go. The, the Milky Way. Twelve bucks. I'm not, no. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, just very briefly, wanted to mention actually that uh, Sesame Street Place is opening at SeaWorld San Diego, which is exciting because I seem to remember uh, that it wasn't long before COVID. I've lost all sense of time, but I think it was not long before COVID that Sesame Street uh, opened at SeaWorld Orlando, and uh, yeah, the reviews were surprisingly good. People seem to really like what they'd done there. Yeah, and, and they'd argue, arguably put way more effort into it than maybe they needed to, or people would have expected. But it oh, seems 100%. to be genuinely like a pretty banging kids area uh, at SeaWorld. So if they can replicate that in any way uh, at San Diego, then that's great. And that will be opening in March. Awesome. So there you go. And they probably have some fantastically named food options, I reckon. Yeah, I believe they do, yeah. Uh, I find the Sesame Street theme park licensing very, very curious and inconsistent because uh, you've got Sesame Street at Universal Studios in Singapore, for example. Right, yeah. I did um, the Spaghetti Space Chase, which was thrilling, I might add. Sounds it. I will never forget the fact that when I went on my own and I did that ride, I sat in the front (laughs) and there was a small child behind me who likely couldn't see what was going on because an oversized man-child had decided to ride it himself. Yeah. But, you know, solid, pretty good. And uh, I had pizza in Sesame Street as Excellent. well. And I also... How's uh, the pizza? It was all right. And I also uh, saw uh, there was a Cookie Monster cookie store. Cookie. Uh, and you can also meet various characters. Excellent. Elmo and some of the other lads. Groucho Marx. Uh, I think Groucho was probably there. Big Bird, I mm. think, was a likely uh, attendee also. Did you flip him the bird? Can't quite oh, Of course I wouldn't do that. <laughs> what did you take me for? <laughs> Anyway, you had, I think, one more bit, one Josh, more bit. from uh, L.A. L.A. The fact that, you know, they are maybe a little bit more responsible when it comes to coronavirus well, than, yeah. let's say, our friends in Florida. And so you may soon have to start proving your vaccination or negative test status to go to some of these theme parks. Yes. Uh, newly amended health order from L.A. County um, will affect those planning to visit uh, Universal Studios Hollywood and Six Flags Magic Mountain um, from that Free Ninjas film. Right, yes. Um, that's, that's all it's known for. Um, so you have to be a vaccinated ninja yes. to go to Six Flags Magic Mountain? Is yes. That, that am is I reading this correctly? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, from October 7th, you will need to either provide proof of full COVID-19 vaccination or a recent negative test. Uh, and that is for both visitors and employees of the parks. Interesting. Yeah, the debate around vaccine passports here has been interesting. It seemed like we were going to do it. Now we've backed away from it. But 
some of the devolved governments in the UK are going ahead with it. So Scotland and Wales, you're going to need to show your vaccination status to go to nightclubs. Right. We were going to do that here in England. Now we're not. We were going to do it more broadly than that. You were going to need to show them for all big events. So football matches, for example. But yes. that's not going to be the case anymore. Obviously, if a football club, you know, the Premier League or, you know, the wider league body wanted to enforce a proof of vaccine status, then I believe they could absolutely yeah, do so that. Yeah, so it's not a legal requirement. Not, no, yeah, it's not a government requirement now for uh, vaccine passports. But, but, but then it would be a le- uh it is illegal or would be illegal in Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland? I think, so. well, I don't know for sure. I know nightclubs 100% are going to need, you're going to need vaccine passport. I don't know if that extends to all mass events in Scotland and Wales. I I don't know offhand if, for example, you will need to show a vaccine certificate to go to a football match in Scotland or a theme park even in somewhere else. I don't know. The devolved governments. This is going to get political, but oh not not massively. Really, in in this period of crisis, has been a real bugbear of mine because of the conflicting uh, ways in which they've all handled right uh, COVID. Yeah, much like much as the issue has been in the US as well with state by state handling it differently. Yeah, it does feel like, regardless of which, I I have no doubt that some of them are being contrarian for the sake of it. Yes. And and I think, for example, like the vaccine passport idea seemed like something that, uh, you know, given we are soon to be introducing ID for voting here, uh, seemed like something that would, uh, that, that, the, that the UK government, the Boris Johnson government, would kind of be all over this as an idea. Yeah. And then as soon as he caught wind that it looked like they were going to do it up in Scotland, uh, we seem to drop those plans now. Scotland are doing it, yeah, and uh, and we are not. And I'm not sure. I I go very back and forth on vaccine passports. I totally get the argument that it's unethical and 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 might you know uh, it would just we've never been a country really where like you you show your papers you know that kind of yeah thing. we're not an authoritarian but then, dictatorship. But then, but then it is a, you know it is a pandemic and like then my sister herself said the other night actually. Oh, I'm. I was kind of looking forward to getting back out there clubbing, relatively safe in the knowledge that everyone else in this club has been vaccinated. It's no guarantee that you get don't get COVID. Obviously, we know that, but I think it did give. I mean, my sister is obviously one example, but I'm sure there are others out there like her who maybe felt the same way. Mm. But you know, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm relatively relaxed about the situation at this point because I'm vaccinated and, yeah, based on all the data you see these days, um, being vaccinated is... If you're vaccinated and you're not... If you're vaccinated and you're, like, under 70... Yeah. You're you're all right. You're probably fine. Yeah, you're going to have to be extremely unlucky to not be all right at at this point. At worst, you're probably going to be rough for a couple of days. Yeah, whereas, you know, unvaccinated and over, like, 40, it would seem to me... Could, you could you could quite easily end up in a bad way. But, yes. But I'm, yeah, I'm fairly relaxed about the situation at this point. But, um, yeah, everyone's different. And uh, it's interesting to see how these various vaccine passport policies are so different in, like, within the same countries in some yes. aspects. The problem is, as well, is that you've got, you know, if if they don't mandate vaccine passports, then if a 
company then decides to require them, people kick off like, you have no legal right or whatever, which they do because it's a private company and they can do what they like. But you have this like, oh, if it's, if it's not a legal requirement, then it's therefore illegal to ask for it, which is not the case. Um, no, like, but, you know, just to be clear, I mean, much of the same way that even though it's not a requirement, and if anything, I think the governor in Florida would like to make it illegal to require masks. Um, Disney World, obviously, right now, are requiring masks yeah. again. Universal are not in Florida. Um, and Disney World, within their rights to do that, you can turn up if you like with your whole, it's my rights argument. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's their uh, right to turn you away. Exactly. And if Disney wanted to say, you need to be vaccinated to come in here. They could do that as well. I don't think they will, but they could if they wanted. It's like... It's, what do you think they would? Do you think they would? What's that? Do you think Disney yeah. World, of their own accord, would ever say, you need to be vaccinated to come in here or have a proof of negative test? Uh, I think in a way, I don't know if they would be... I mean, even I don't disregarding know the public health and ethical argument... Um, I don't, I don't argument, know the exemption I, rules are out there. I think just as a practical thing to check that, Mm -hmm. would be enough to put them off because the thing is it right takes you can to check people's bags if you can but you might be exempt from getting the vaccine right yeah but then i tell you what josh so blue water last night the signs all say you should still be wearing your mask shocking number of people are medically exempt from masks yes. these days yeah yeah who knew yeah that like maybe nine in ten people are medically exempt yeah I don't, I don't know what rule you're playing with these days but my rule generally is if there's a sign saying please still wear a mask I'll wear a mask. Yeah, if there I, I is, wear a mask. If there is no sign saying, please wear a mask, I won't bother. Uh, yeah, I won't bother either unless, um, you know, it's crowded. And yeah. I, and I would feel safe to wear one. Because it's like, I'm double vaxxed, I'm probably going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's a risk that I'm taking. Yes. Obviously. Well, you know, YOLO and all that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anything to add on all this? Uh no, I think that's it. All I want to say once again is that I'm very disappointed by the food naming going on at Space Two Twenty, and they poor, need to they need to sort that out before it opens. Call me if you need some ideas. I mean, we came up with a couple. Yeah, kind of some staring you right in the face. Mm. I think they should do hot imports from the UK on Neptuna and uh, what was the other one? Uh, something about Mustafar. Oh, lemon Mustafar was that was that that one? Yes, chocolate Mustafar would also Mustafa, work. Yeah, any. Moose-based product. Any moose-based product <laughs> would do just fine. Uh, yeah, I think they should do hot imports from the UK of uh, UK star or uh, space-themed yeah. uh, sweet delicacies. Yes, I agree. Anyway, yeah, that's going to do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll sign off and we'll be back next week with a trip report from Drayton Manor. Oh, very baby. Exciting. Yep. So don't miss that by making sure you subscribe on your preferred podcasting app of choice. And keep up with the show in the week at Park Crush Podcast on Twitter. And we're also on the YouTubes where we post clips from the show and some other stuff. Stay safe out there, everybody. Get vaccinated. Mainly to keep yourself safe, but also so that you can go to Universal Studios Hollywood and Six Flags Magic Mountain. Yep. See you next week. Goodbye. See ya. Mm -hmm.